Welcome to the first part of The New Yorker's end-of-the-year fiction double issue for December 25, 2006 and January 1, 2007. There are six articles this week. The comment is by Steve Cole, who says, even after the Iraq Study Group report, President Bush is still determined to see things in Iraq his own way. Then, in the talk of the town, Lizzie Whittacombe takes a look at the unusual steps toy store giant FAO Schwartz has taken to handle crowd control this holiday season. On the financial page, James Sirwicki says there's a real cost to giving bad Christmas presents. Then a personal history from Julian Barnes called What Mother Would Have Wanted. The fifth article is a short story by Louise Erdrich called Demolition, about a man's relationship with a woman, a cemetery, and a house. Finally, in the current cinema, David Denby reviews Dreamgirls and The Good Shepherd. We begin, though, with this week's comment, His Way, by Steve Cole. All we wanted for Christmas was a plausible Iraq strategy. In the White House briefing room last week, George Bush's spokesman, Tony Snow, explained why this was unrealistic. The president, he said, is moving toward a decision on how to move forward. In a tone of voice that was not particularly seasonal, he continued, I know a lot of you have been curious about when he would be announcing or talking about the way forward. That is not going to happen until the new year. We do not know when, so I can't give you a date, I can't give you a time, I can't give you a place, I can't give you the way in which it will happen. According to the latest polls, 7 out of 10 Americans disapprove of Bush's performance regarding Iraq. For them, Snow offered a few words of reassurance. The most important thing, he said, is that the president continues to be engaged in the business of talking about the way forward. The resignation of Donald Rumsfeld as Defense Secretary has produced a chaos in Washington's Iraq policy debate akin to that which sometimes follows the sudden fall of a dictator. As Rumsfeld once said about Iraq's looters, free people are free to make mistakes. With his brio and his bullying, Rumsfeld suppressed discussion of alternative courses in Iraq advocated by the uniformed military. He fought opponents in the cabinet, among them Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice and, before her, Colin Powell, to a stalemate. And he encouraged President Bush's combination of rhetorical bravado and persistent denial of Iraq's deteriorating condition. The administration that Rumsfeld has left behind looks a little untidy, as he might have put it. In the wishful imagining of many Washington wonks, both Democratic and Republican,